I have a survival guide to this busy season for you, and it's Pixello. Pixello is a mobile-friendly, all-in-one software that helps photographers get it done with one simple plan. Pixello wants to help you build a successful business all in one place. We all know the feeling of trying to find time to get everything done. Shoots, editing, finding time for your personal life. Well, Pixello is here to save your sanity this busy season. Pixello can help you with anything from business coaching to client booking, galleries, and more. Don't miss out on Pixello's holiday sale and the last chance to grab their founder's rate. Sign up for a free Pixello trial by using the link in the episode notes. That's P-I-C-S-E-L-L-O and use the link in the episode notes for a free trial of Pixello. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in. So much clearer now. Getting a little bit higher. With every step I take, I'm getting good. Getting a little bit better. I'm climbing to the top. Never gonna stop, I'm getting good, oh shoot, yeah. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today is a very special day. This, this episode is my Christmas present to you guys, and that is a confessions episode with none other than Mr. Charlie, my husband. Our confessions episode, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it just never ends. There's always more confessions. So Charlie's going to be here with me for this episode to read through some of the stories and to just act in utter pure shock. He's just going to be so shook at all of these confessions. As always, these are just our pure raw uh, reactions to this. We haven't seen any of these. Cassie put them together in a note, but I haven't read or checked any of them. Yes. Um, and I like I had to make sure that Charlie didn't read ahead this episode because last episode he was like reading the confessions before we were saying them and then like wasn't paying attention to the confession that I was saying. So like, don't do that. Like, just leave it like look at the one and then like, don't. Don't look ahead because I promise they're good, okay? It takes discernment and sometimes having the self-control to not look ahead Yeah, is something that I struggle with. Right. I mean, they're just, they're like little gifts. Every confession, they're just so good. Um, before we get into the confessions, I want to tell them about our latest project, our latest announcement. I wouldn't really say it's an announcement, but... Yeah, don't phrase it like that because <laughs> a lot of people will be jumping to conclusions. I know. It's nothing nothing crazy. Um, we are actually working on converting our garage into a home gym. Yes. So we have like a single stall garage that's like detached from our house. And the previous homeowners like kind of finished it. Like they, it's not a garage anymore. They just like put plywood up and like insulated it. So the reason that we are all of a sudden wanting a home gym is because me and Charlie have been using my parents' 
gym membership. Hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this. Okay, we just had to kick um, our dog out of the room because he was dragging his bone like on the hardwood floors really bad. So basically we have this garage and we have been using my parents gym membership and it's just like me on the membership like Charlie's not on it but like when we would go I would scan it and then Charlie would just walk in with me and we were there last week and like the lady that works the desk came up to me and was like hey that guy that comes with you he's actually not on the membership so he like can't keep coming unless he gets a membership and so we like we're looking into memberships and like looking into all the different options around us and it's just so expensive. Um, and it's not bad, but like over the course of six months, it literally would pay for the cost of like if we were to just get workout equipment. So that's what we're doing. Um, we just picked up a treadmill yesterday. Yeah. It was a good deal. Yeah. It's, I'm excited because the thing that keeps me from going to the gym, I feel like honestly is like the drive. It's just like, it's annoying to have to like drive somewhere. Like I just want to like do it here. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I was definitely appreciative of the free pump that I was getting. Yeah. <laughs> not to say that I'm not grateful for the gym that we were going to, but I was definitely a freeloader and they had every right to kick me out of the gym. So they did. Yeah. So we just had to weigh our options and it was kind of a spur of the moment thing, but we just took the weekend and the last couple of days and we're going to have a gym here. Pretty yes. Soon. And it like we went and like painted the plywood too. So like the walls are just plywood. We just painted it white and then put down like black mats on the floor. So it's going to like be like decent. It's not going to be obviously like an amazing home gym, but it's not going to just be like wood, like plywood everywhere, which is good, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the thing you have to keep in mind is you people are probably wondering like, why is your garage all plywood is like the people that lived here previously, this lady that was in the house ran a business out of there. And so they finished off this detached garage so she could run a business out of it. And it was like an upholstery business, which yeah, awesome for her go off. That was cool for them. <laughs> but <laughs> the way it was built out was very weird. Um, just shelves all over the place. And so we kind of like started from scratch we literally ripped everything off the walls and took all the trim off the walls that was in there and yeah just wanted to kind of start fresh so yeah yeah so that was kind of like a weekend project that has turned into a full week but it's okay because we don't really have that much going on anyway so yeah we're excited for that i also just got yesterday i got an electric bike on auction and I'm super excited for like the summer. Like, I feel like this is something that like you get during the winter to use in the summer. So like, yeah, I'm excited because Charlie loves biking and he's really fast and like doesn't get tired and I'm really slow and I get <laughs> so tired. So I'm excited to like actually be able to keep up with him with an electric bike. Basically, I'm going to be cheating and probably not working out as hard. But like, I just genuinely can't. I can't keep up. It's it's really hard. So, yeah. I do love biking with every piece of me. And yeah. it has been so hurtful when I would offer to like go on bike rides to Cassidy and she didn't want to go. So I always would end up walking with her to wherever she wanted to go because she loves walking. But I just, if there's places I want to go and I know it's going to take like a 45 minute walk or I could be there in like eight minutes on a bike. In my mind, I will always choose a bike ride yeah and like the bike that i got has like a little thing in the back i think i could put a basket on it and so we could like bring up our dog with us too if we wanted to okay we need to get into these confessions because we have so many like 
literally so many. So let's get after it. Okay. Like I mentioned, I'm going to remind you again, do not read ahead. Okay. It's going to be tempting. Just here. Give me a handshake. Just take, take them in. Formally agreeing to not read. Okay. We're shaking hands (laughs) as you know, normal married people do just shaking hands. Don't read ahead and just soak them in. Okay. I like, I try to read them, but also like skim them through. I literally, I think I need to like hire someone to go and like pick out the good ones. Like have, or maybe not hire, but like have my sister do it or something. So have I'm a like third party. Yeah. So I'm like surprised. So you by also them. are surprised. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could look into it. And by we, you mean me. By we, I mean we. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the first one. I once shot a wedding where half the guests didn't want their photo taken due to their involvement with criminal activity. That's our first like crime confession, I think. Are we going to turn this into a mystery (gasps) podcast? True crime? True crime? Murder with my husband? No. That's literally already a podcast. No, I know. (laughs) I know. That's exactly why I said it. So... I feel like sometimes there are like hidden reasons why people don't want their photo taken. So I could see like that being one of them. Don't you think? Do you know why I've always skirted trying not to get in your photos as a second shooter at weddings? Why? If I told you I'd have to kill you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Very, very interesting. Also, I'm interested how... The photographer knew that there was criminal activity. Almost maybe they're involved in it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, maybe someone's spreading rumors in the bridal party. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's very true. But it could be true. Here's the next one. I was nearing the end of a long mini shoot day. The wife did not warn me in her questionnaire that she had the most intensely crossed eyes I had ever seen. And I honestly didn't realize it for the longest time. I thought she wasn't looking at me, but at her kids who were being obnoxious. I finally get the kids calmed down enough to take a picture and tell everyone, okay, look at the camera. You too, mama. And I watched the husband immediately stiffen up and wife getting really uncomfortable. She still wasn't looking at the camera, so I just laughed it off, took the pic and moved on to the next pose where I was able to take a closer look and realized I felt so horrible. I usually spend my session ragging on my clients that I can tell have a good sense of humor to get laughs out of them. But this family, I was on my best behavior for the rest of the session. Thank God it was a mini shoot. This is something I would have liked to know beforehand. Oh my gosh. I think not the comment where like literally (laughs) they said like, you too, mom. (laughs) Yeah. Way to just call them out. That's so bad. I... (laughs) The problem is, like, you were just completely innocent and, like, just didn't know. But, like, also, like, as a client, I wouldn't want to, like, necessarily disclose that either. Like, yeah. So, that's super... That's just a hard situation. It's awkward. And then you just feel horrible the rest of the time. And, like, you just want the shoot to be done. And you just want to go home and, like, literally curl up in a ball and cry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's the next one. At a wedding this last summer, I went into the fridge of the venue's kitchen to get the bride's bouquet for some detail shots. 
I grabbed it out of the vase it was in, but didn't realize that some of the bridesmaids' bouquets were also in the same vase. So when I took the bride's bouquet out of the vase, it tipped over and water spilled everywhere. Now, this was on the top shelf and the wedding cake was on the shelf below it. I panicked as I watched the water start dripping onto the cake. Oh my goodness. I do my best to quickly take the cake out. Then saw on the next shelf down (laughs) was the cupcakes (laughs) also getting dripped on. It was a mess. Thankfully, it wasn't terrible. I had to take some paper towels and very carefully dab some of the water off the cake. By the end of it, you could never tell. There was another vendor that came in during the middle of all of this and helped me, and we never said a word. (laughs) Good for you that you had someone that came to your your aid because that could have been very bad very quickly. Honestly, like at that point, just start eating the cake. Also, it's partially not your fault that other people didn't have the foresight to think like, hey, maybe putting this vase full of water above the wedding cake and above the cupcakes. Yeah. Is not a very good idea. That's not a good idea at all. Also, just putting the cake on a shelf, period. Like, put that cake on solid ground. We don't trust these these people who hung the shelf before. We don't trust anyone. When it comes to the cake, trust no one. Have it behind bars, locked up. Yeah, in a cage. Out front. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And listen, I've had some recent experiences with fondant that I would rather not talk about. <laughs> what? And water and fondant just don't go well together. I feel like most likely, well, I feel like fondant is not like a thing I see on cakes recently. Frosting, yeah. fondant. Fo- frosting would be worse yeah, with it would water. Be. I'm just picturing how it literally like turns into slime and then you start to see like part of the cake. Yeah. Like it's like running. It. Yeah. Oh, it's like makeup. It's literally like makeup running like mm-hmm. mascara. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's so bad. And like, I just like also picture like I don't know why, but I picture like biting into that cake and having like, honestly, like a little bit of a refreshing, like, it's like, ooh, this is kind of hydrating. Like, is this low key good for me? No, <laughs> it's not like a, like a mist or a spritz that yeah. is like a refreshing. It's like, you're going to ruin their cake. You're drinking your cake. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready for the next, Charlie. Let's stay on are. top of it. At a wedding this last summer, I went into the fridge. Nope, excuse me. That is, we just read that. (laughs) I apologize. This one's a short one. When I don't like a new pose, I'm testing out on a couple. I often just shoot 10 pictures anyway with full intention of deleting them when I get home. At least you're honest. I honestly can't not use photos. I could not like do a whole pose and like not use the photos. Cause in my head, I'm like, my clients are going to remember that they did this pose and remember that they're not getting the results from it. You know, do you think people actually remember your sessions well enough to be able to think too down to like the individual poses that you're doing? Way to humble me for real. (laughs) No, I'm not like, I'm saying not you specifically, just anybody. Like you think about any time you spend with photographers, like, yeah, you might remember like some of the laying down ones or like, yeah, specific ones but if it's like kind of a insignificant in between filler pose like whatever just yeah yeah Yeah, maybe especially like it's it's hard because like sometimes the pose that you don't like is the one that's most like that stands out the most because it's like you're trying something new you know yeah Mm, tough sometimes when i'm too lazy to retouch my clients i just use the face app on my phone people always compliment 
compliment me for being the best at retouching. Sometimes it's work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Honestly, I don't really use social media a ton. So to use like face app or any retouching stuff like that, I'm not familiar with it, but But if it works, yeah, it works. Slay. Honestly, all I have to say is slay. You know, you, you know what you're doing. This is a short, sweet and simple. I crop dusted my client while t- while taking boudoir pictures. Charlie. Boudoir. <laughs> boudoir. <laughs> Excuse me. Boudoir. I'm not. I don't say that word often because obviously I'm never taking boudoir pictures. Okay. Not my proudest moment. Boudoir photos. The thing is like, yeah, it's a funny confession, but the fact that you said Boudoir. Boudoir. Yeah. Boudoir. Yeah. I should have I should have taken the reins boudoir. on that one. I should have known you were gonna have a hard time. It's okay. We're I can just read the next one and we'll act like nothing ever happened. No, I will read the next one because I want to read the next one. <laughs> but I need a moment to make up for myself. It's okay. You'll get the next one okay. after this one. No, I just have to stew in yes. my awkwardness. Yes. I shot my first wedding with no dual card slots, no backup camera one battery, no flash, and lots of anti-anxiety medication. (laughs) (laughs) I had to recharge that battery after family picks before the ceremony. And then again, after the ceremony before the reception, horrifying praise the Lord. I started to educate myself on an actual photography community. After that, the bride still had no idea how unprepared I was and her photos turned out great. I have no idea how you made it through. Good for you. It's the recharging your battery after every single like moment. Like I, I'm not the type of person that like gets stressed like super easily, but the battery thing, like I, I change my battery at like 30%. Yeah. I was going to say Cassidy is the biggest proponent of not even getting close to the end of her battery. Whereas I, don't, I will literally shoot on the <laughs> same battery until it almost dies. I don't want to know what happens when it almost dies. Like that's not something that I want to find out. You know, it's like, well, it's not like it's ever actually died in my camera. It's just I go until it almost dies. Right. But even still, I don't want to know what it's like when it almost dies. Does it like not function as fast? No, when it dies, not when it almost dies. Even when it almost dies, like the <laughs> 10 per- even 10 percent or under, do, you will never catch me with my battery under 10 percent, under 20 percent, because I don't want to know. Like, I feel like your your battery doesn't function as fast. I don't know the answer to that question. I would assume that it is full functioning until the battery is depleted, but who knows? Huh? Not me. I don't know. Well, since I make all camera batteries from my house, oh, okay. I know that it it is not as fast when it's lower. You just keep I know some it for a fact. spare lithium yes. around and a yes. lot of other I make very obscure all, metals. Yeah, all the Sony batteries. That's what I do. Gotcha. I make them. Gotcha. All right. Huh. Read the next one. One time I was shooting a boudoir shoot. (laughs) The fact that you got that word again. (laughs) Yeah, but I said it right. This is my moment of redemption. Thank you for giving me this one. One time I was shooting a boudoir shoot and ended up sleeping with the woman I was taking pics of. It happened out of nowhere and the pics turned out 10 out of 10. Oh, I'm sure the photos turn out 10 out of 10. You're a little bit biased at that point. I was going to say, you probably just kept them. You didn't even send the photos to them. <gasps> Is that even legal? We should probably just keep them Let's moving. just move on. <laughs> 
Okay. I accidentally ripped a bride's veil while I was doing detail shots. I acted like it didn't happen and made a game plan on how to fix it when someone noticed. So when the mom put the veil in, I fixed it and looked like the hero. Oops. Honestly, it's like... <laughs> Like, uh, way to flip it. Yes. Like the fact that you're forward thinking like that, a true, like you're going places in life. Maybe you're conning people, but you're going places. <laughs> <laughs> Your improv skills are off the chain. Yes. Keep it up. Off the chain. That's a new one. It's actually an old one. Yeah, I know. I did a photo shoot of a young couple one time. I was good friends with both of them. I edited the photos and posted them. A few weeks later, the woman asked me to remove them because they had broken up. Then she asked me for a refund from the photo shoot since they weren't together anymore. We are not responsible for your lack of relationship skills. Like, yeah, that's tough. We're not responsible for you holding on to a relationship or not. The service was already completed and right. given. Product yeah. was delivered. Therefore... You should not be asking for a refund. But also, yes, the refund, definitely not. As far as like taking the pictures down, they're literally like, if you have a good contract, it should say that like you're able to use all of the images from the entire session however you want to. So like, I think like at that point, it's a matter of like, do I want to get legal with this person or do I just want to be like a nice person and just leave them? You know, like... I don't know. For me, like I am such a people pleaser that I would just take them down and be like, it's fine. What's one post going to do or what's two posts? If it's like my best portfolio building session ever, I'd be a little mad. Not going to lie. I'd be mad. Would you be mad? Yeah, it's kind of, a. I feel like it would, it's a tough situation, but I almost feel like it would depend more on your relationship with the client. Because if it's someone that you're never going to come in contact with, if they're just going to like keep blowing you up over internet, it's different than if you actually are still kind of in the same social circle as that person. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Charlie's like, I don't have to deal with clients, so I don't care. Yep. <laughs> okay. I was second shooting a wedding and my flash stopped working. And so I clicked the button and... So I click. Okay, I'm gonna start this one over. I'm sorry. I was second shooting a wedding and my flash stopped working, and so I just clicked the button to fire it and make it look like I was using it. Nice. We've heard this one before. I feel like honestly, flashes are the bane of our existence yes. at the moment, and we just were with a friend yesterday trying to help her figure out why her flash was broken. Yeah, and we didn't come to a conclusion. Like. Yeah, it's like how can how can all these brands make amazing cameras, amazing lenses, and then the flashes are like the most inconsistent, unreliable things that exist? Is it because it involves like light and like a bulb, maybe? Well, I mean, there's just so many vari variables between like the connection to the actual camera body to yeah. the actual syncing of that flash to it, and people switching their settings on their camera but not having it sync correctly to their flashes and. Yeah, there's just so many different variables that can go wrong yeah. that it's hard to track down and troubleshoot. Yeah, I feel like that's why so many people are intimidated by flash. Like, 
I talk to so many people, even like people that are like very well experienced and flash still intimidates them. We should start a flash support group. Yes. Any photographers struggling with flashes, let's band together and rise above. Flashes are canceled 2023. Yeah. No more flash photography. (laughs) Get rid of them. Natural light only. Natural light only. If there's no natural light, go home. Stop taking pictures. Maybe LED walls every once in a while, but... Or panels, what not necessarily oh, a wall. I was gonna say I was like picturing a but wall. But we could have a we could have an actual LED wall if you want. But I was kind of picturing like a neon sign. That's what yeah, I thought sure, an LED sure. wall you were talking about. No. LED panels. Yeah. Yes. I when it comes to lighting in general, I get so intimidated by indoor lighting. Um, when I used to work at a nonprofit, they had like a studio. And we would set up like these backdrops and I would do like these shoots. Like I would do headshots and like uh, apparel shoots and whatever. Um, But what was so intimidating for me was the lighting setup because you would have to like, you have to get like a light on your subject, but then you have to light up the background to get rid of the shadow that's cast from the light on your subject. And then you need like a key light to like, like, I don't know, like light the hair or like kind of give them a little bit of shadow on their face. And it's just like, so much work like genuinely and so confusing yeah like i still don't understand that two things i was talking about like the light on your subject and then the light in the background i literally still don't get that well the thing is is if you have the light on your subject from the front and then you have a backlight to get rid of any shadows behind them you have a key light to be able to give your subject dimension right that way they don't appear flat right yeah it's just still like like that makes sense. We can talk about it. It makes sense. But then when you physically go and do it, it's like so hard. I just like, I haven't done it in a while. So maybe if I tried it now, I would like slay, but I don't know. It's yeah, hard. I think it's just a lot of kind of like trial by fire, you know, yeah. just figure it out as you're going. Yeah. That's how all lighting is, but not flashes. We're here for you. If yeah. you're having a hard time with your flash, yeah. reach out. Yeah. You can text Charlie. His number is, <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Here we go. When I was just starting out, I forgot I had a photo shoot. My phone was charging while I cleaned up my kid's room, checked my phone an hour later, and my clients had blown up my phone. I felt terrible and embarrassed. Literally wanted to quit photography. I gave them a free session afterwards, though. And to think it wouldn't happen to me again, it did. I also gave my client free shoot and paid for her MUA. I've gotten more organized now and updated my scheduling systems and reminders, etc. So it never happens to me again. I think this is like truly, I know I say like biggest fear a lot, but this is like a biggest fear for a lot of photographers. There's just like this looming, like impending doom that at some point in your career, you're going to forget a shoe. And this has happened to me like not in the sense of like my clients been there an hour and like I didn't show up, but like where I like during the day and like making plans for the evening and I'm like, oh yeah, like I can go to dinner with you. Like we can hang out. And then like my sister literally has been like, you have a shoot tonight. And I'm like, oh, I for- literally forgot. Um, So yeah, it, it something though that helps is just having really good organization and like reminders and stuff. Um, I have HoneyBook reminders and like HoneyBook sends me emails when I have upcoming sessions. 
which is really helpful for, I do it for mentor calls and then I do it for like sessions too, because you just like, you can't trust your brain. I was going to say it's worth the investment for you to be able to put the time and money into having a resource that can take that pressure off of your own shoulders. If you're continually just trying to rely on your own brain power to have that all together, there will be a time when you have a, a mis- mishap and something like this happens to you. Yeah. It just, yeah. And then it sucks because you have to like do a reshoot or like, I don't know, it's just more work. And then like the clients already have just like a bad taste in their mouth from like you, you literally gave them a bad taste. So like <laughs> there's probably not a chance you're getting a good review. So yeah. Anyway, let's move on. If I talk to a couple and I'm not excited about working with them, I either tell them I'm booked or I put my prices up to what I think would make me excited to work with them. Confession or just a really good business tactic? I'll leave that up to you. I would love to work with you for this amount of money. Yeah. There comes a point though where like, it's got to be worth your time and money. Yeah. So I, I understand that, but lying about being booked. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that's the coolest thing to do. I think there's a difference between like overall knowing what you've raised your prices to and having a personal cap of trying to make sure you don't go over a certain amount of weddings versus specifically turning individuals away that yeah you just don't want to work with but if you do like i think you can turn people away but you have to tell them why like don't just say i'm booked because in my brain someone will like reach out to me i let's say i don't want to work with them we're not a good fit i tell them i'm booked but then like if they're really petty they can go and fill out my form again with like a different email and pretend to be a different person for the same date and I might, you know, not realize and tell them I'm free. And then they'll be like, you lied. And like, that is the last thing that I would want. Like that just sounds horrible to me. Like I never want to be in that situation. So I feel like I would just say, Hey, I don't think we're a good fit for whatever reason. Like you can explain it or not. And then just like send them some recommendations. Honestly, like it's your business. I really don't feel like you need to give someone an in-depth explanation as to why you're not a good fit. Like you have the right to be like, we're not a good fit. Like, I don't think we should work together. Point blank. Yeah. I mean, it always pays to be straightforward. Yeah. Pays to be honest, guys. Mm -hmm. Honesty is everything. One time I arrived 15 minutes early to a Christmas mini session so that I would have time to get set up. The clients ended up pulling in at the same time I did, so I felt rushed. I pulled up to the grass area where I wanted to set up, but there was no place to turn around to go to the parking lot. So I figured, oh well, I might as well back up. Since I was in a rush, I ended up backing up super quickly. I ended up backing into a tree. (laughs) The client saw the whole thing happen. Needless to say, that was the most embarrassing thing to ever happen. That is really embarrassing knowing that situation that would happen to me i could see that happening honestly it's the moments when you feel rushed or you just for some reason have in your mind that you need to be doing this quickly is when accidents like that happen yeah 
Because you just lose your spatial awareness. You're not yeah. really taking the regular amount of time that you usually would. And mm-hmm. things happen quickly. And yep. a tree comes out of, out of nowhere. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Just sprouted. And I promise that tree wasn't there. Yeah, I doubt it was, honestly. Yeah. That sucks. I hope it didn't cause too much damage to your car. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, those mini sessions probably are not paying for like a brand new bumper. You know what I'm saying? Like... Maybe they are if you're like really working those mini sessions, but or you put everything you made from the mini sessions literally just toward your damaged vehicle. That That's the worst when you like know like when you like something happens where it's like I know whatever I'm doing for this session is literally just paying for this one thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you have to like cut your losses and work backwards. Yeah. And I I honestly have this train of thought, like this is very random, but the exact like same principled thinking is whenever I'm using power tools, like yesterday when I was doing a bunch of cleanup work, I I was using my saw to just cut stuff down to make it more manageable to fit into a trailer that I was loading up. And I always think to myself, like, man, it would be so easy to just chop my finger off right now if I wasn't like, so I like need to slow down. Oh, okay. Not work so fast. I need to like be careful while I'm doing this. Otherwise, I I will not have any fingers. I feel like I perceived that as more of an intrusive thought. Like, I could just cut my finger off right now. Specifically, I need to slow down because I'm trying to get this done as fast as I can. And I know I'm going to make a mistake if I keep at the pace that I'm working at right now. Right. Okay. So, we're going to move on to the next one. Um, okay. <laughs> I make, like, this super organized note and then I can't find the next one. Which is why I read ahead <laughs> to see what the next no, one is. there's no excuse for you reading ahead. Clients will ask me how their gallery is coming along a few weeks into the editing, and I'll tell them it looks beautiful. Can't wait for them to see it. Knowing knowing dang well, I haven't even started on it yet because I edit on a queue and theirs is at the end of it. I mean, if you sent the previews, like, yeah, it looks good. It looks beautiful. That's not a lie. Yeah. That's that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, you got You have your own workflow and you got to keep it. Yeah. Keep moving. Yeah. Keep it moving. I have a group of Instagram followers that are just guys I've hit it off with at weddings. <laughs> and honestly, same. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say that. You know what you should do? This person, whoever wrote that, should make like their close friends list on Instagram. Just those people that they've hit it off with. And like post like. I don't know, just stuff that would be funny for like those types of people to like see. I don't know, just like mess with these like guys. You know what I'm saying? Like you're saying, lead on an entire no, group no, of no, guys no, don't that lead you've them. like no, 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 definitely that no. you're you're the worst to make them this. think that they're like in your inner circle, even though yeah, they're that's exactly <laughs> what leading on is is to make them think that they are somewhere that they are actually not. I'm just like, let's emotionally manipulate them. Mm-hmm. That would be so much fun. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Okay. We just had a glimpse into the female mind there for a moment. Yes, you did. It was very <laughs> it was very Come on, you Remember it. when the last confessions episode where you couldn't read any of them? Like you kept messing up. Thanks. Thanks for bringing up my mistakes. No, to, but I'm saying that because your own. I'm saying that because now it's my turn. 
Boudoir. Boudoir. He said Boudoir. I don't know. I, yeah, I'll have to listen back to that. It was my very first photo shoot I ever had. It was so fun, and I, I loved how the shoot went. was so excited to go home and edit the photos. When I went into Lightroom to edit my photos, I noticed my shutter speed was like 1 over 150 the whole time, and all the photos were blurry. I was mortified, but luckily they were really cool about it. We did, we redid the session and they were super happy with the photos. I will never make that same mistake again. Shout out to really cool and understanding people that realize mistakes happen. Yes. And honestly, shout out to the fact that blurry photos are in right now. Yeah. You just built out your portfolio. Yes. I would have delivered those photos and been like, don't you love them? (laughs) So trendy. (laughs) Yeah, I decided to do this cool motion photography for your entire session. Yeah. I hope you love blurry out of focus because that's all you're getting. But like truthfully, people like intentionally go out of their way to get that look. I do understand. It's not like the whole shoot. It's like part of the shoot. But like the more photos, the merrier. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have a three week turnaround time, but it takes me max one day of strict editing to do a session. I'll call the same day if the if the shoot. Call the I'll call the same day the as of the shoot, but won't edit it. But won't edit until the day they are due. That was rough. Till the day they are due. Yeah. So basically, this person says three weeks, but literally edits everything in one day, and calls them and sorts through them the same day that they do the shoot, and then doesn't actually edit them until the day that they're due. Can I ask? Yeah. Do we actually think? that this person has a backlog that requires them to wait the full three weeks no. to wait to that last day? Most, most likely not. Or is this not. a master procrastinator making their confession? Definitely. The, the king of all procrastinators is in our notes right now. And can I just congratulate this individual <laughs> for a very efficient use of time? <laughs> it, it is very efficient. Like, but the mindset is not great. It's for me, it's the fact that it's become a system to be like, <laughs> like I will wait until the last day. This is my system. I wait until the last day, every shoot. I don't love that because you are pushing the line so close. And not only that, but like if you have the capability to get the photos done, even a couple days sooner, that is going to help your client's experience. You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, for sure. My couple had a different photographer for their engagement photos, but I ended up taking them because the other photographer was arrested. Oh, my true crime. Yeah. Welcome back to our true crime podcast where we talk about photographers who deal with crime. That photographer was probably taking photos of the rest of that family from that other wedding that was the guest. Yeah. Crime. The guests from the very first confession. I think this I think the same person. I think it was, yeah. Definitely definitely the same circle. We're doing Maybe with it here. was the photographer from the first wedding. Are we gonna get arrested for talking about this? We should Are we be in careful. trouble? Definitely. Okay, but really I think the photographer from the first confession that realized half of the wedding party was in illegal happenstance. Was the photographer that got arrested. And decided to just join in on the crime. Yeah. Yeah. So then this photographer 
had to sub in. Had to cover. Yeah. But are they covering up the crime? Probably not. (laughs) Crazy. Okay, Charlie's got a long one. Sorry. I'll do my best to read this better than (laughs) I have been because I'm not on a hot streak. I I should not give you the long ones. I should take the long ones. I'm a good reader. Okay, sure. Just not today. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Just not today. (laughs) (laughs) Just read it. I know. You're making me laugh. I'm trying to get my act together. I had just started doing photography a few months before, and my friend asked me to do the sparkler send-off at her wedding. I bought a flash. Wrong. Wrong mistake. No flashes. I bought a flash and researched how to do it beforehand. A few days before the wedding, I found out she hadn't bought the sparklers yet. This made me nervous because I knew she wouldn't be able to find the long sparklers in time, and I had told her to get the longer, the better. The night of the wedding, I asked if they had they ended up finding sparklers, and she said yes. Well, they finish up their last dance, and people start handing out the sparklers, the small four to six inch ones. I'm trying to organize people outside, but everyone was so drunk, they weren't listening, and they start lighting the sparklers, even though me and the couple aren't ready. It was a disaster, and I got two photos in focus, but the couple wasn't looking in either. They weren't looking either. And the sparklers were completely out already anyways. Okay. So this is a very common occurrence with sparkler exits. So common that I've experienced this multiple times. Number one, those short sparklers are for children on 4th of July only. Not for sparkler exits. Ever, 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 ever. It even gets close with the long ones. Yes. Even the long ones are like... That we need like 20 foot sparklers to make this happen. I we should just start getting like arches, metal arches that are sparkler <gasps> arches. Ooh, that sounds kind of pretty. Sparches? Sparches. I love that. Patent. We have this patented already. So, uh, <laughs> sorry for sharing yeah. our invention with you. Sorry. Um, we actually had a wedding that we shot where the couple. I think they had the, were they the long spark? They were the short sparklers. And there were so many guests. Like, and the prop the problem is you when you light them, like the people at the front get lit, but the people at the back don't. Yeah. And like the the light doesn't travel fast enough, like the f- actual lighting of the sparklers. Yeah, people think passing the light is going to get it to the end of the row yeah, quick enough. And no it, way. it never does. And we actually had a couple who like all of the sparklers were actually lit, but they never ran through. Yeah, they didn't. They And we were in position too. Yeah, we were ready. And then for some reason, the coordinator had run back in and was talking to the couple inside while the sparklers were all lit. Yeah. And we were like, like the guests and like we were like yelling for them to run. And like they literally they were like did not the couple didn't run through the sparklers. So I feel like the sparkler exit one is not great for drunk people Two, It's not great for a lot of people and three, it's not great for the photographer because it never ends up working out super great. I swear, even if it's a good sparkler exit, I end up delivering maybe 10 photos because it's like they run so fast and like, yeah, I have them stop and kiss, but even still that's like three photos, like Mm -hmm. two running and one kissing. Mm -hmm. Like what else am I supposed to get? Like I'll get like some of the guests and stuff, but it's like, yeah, it's just, I'm surprised. Like you got two photos in focus. Great. I hardly deliver more than two photos from sparkler exits anyway. Yeah. 
Okay. Never works. Once while I was shoot, <laughs> once. <laughs> this is so bad. I'm so sorry. Once while I was doing a shoot, an off-leash dog ran our way and started harassing the service dog I was shooting. I stepped in and pushed gently the dog back to its owner. The owner got so angry, she swore at me, hoping I'd get terrible diseases and ended up hitting me in the face with her dog's leash. The photos were fire, though. At least the photos were fire. You know what I mean? That's assault. It is. I wonder if it was like an actual like smack across the face or if it was just like a little like like a little tap. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that this person is exaggerating because I don't know the story, but a person that's angry in a park about their dog hitting you with their leash like that's not not cool, especially if they're like cussing out. Let's let's press charges. If there was if you were taking pictures of a service dog was it your own service dog was it somebody else's service dog it probably was someone else's right and that person also witnessed this other dog owner come up to you that's true you got witnesses we've got a crime welcome back to our true crime podcast <laughs> here's the other thing though don't go to a park and not leash your dog unless it, unless it's an off-leash park that that's my thing like i love my dog and he's like laying right here he's so cute but like if it's a place where off leash dogs are not allowed, he will be on leash. Like he will be on leash the whole time because yeah, I trust him. But like, and like he has decent recall, but like you just never know. And also like someone that doesn't want their like random dogs coming up to their dog is going to go to a place that is leash required for that reason. Like they're not going to go to an off leash park, you know? So there's a, there's a reason there's leashed and off leash parks. So let's just not like, don't let your dog off the leash. Let's have good dog etiquette. Yeah, please. I'm used to telling the groom groomsmen to put their left hand over the right hand in formal photos. So without even thinking, I asked the groomsman with one arm to put his left hand over his right hand. No, 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 no. No. That's tough. Sorry. Yeah. Hopefully you got a good laugh out of it and you're able to recover. This next one's a long one, so you can show me how it's done. (laughs) Oh my, this one's so long. All right, get ready for my novel. My best friend was starting photography and she asked me to help second shoot for her, a co-worker's wedding who expressed she didn't want to pay a lot of money for a photographer. My friend was nervous to shoot this wedding alone and I was going to school for photography. So I was really the only person she knew that could operate a camera. I wasn't very experienced though, and neither was she. So here we are, both of us having never shot a wedding before pulling up to this gorgeous venue. We get in and start taking photos of the dress and everything was going smoothly for about 20 minutes. It's always 20 minutes. It's always never trust the first 20 minutes. Then suddenly my camera just stops working. It shuts off after 10 seconds of using it every time I turn it on. Did I have a backup camera? No. Did she? No. So basically now I'm cameraless. My best friend is confessing to me that she's not very confident in shooting this wedding. So she keeps handing the camera off to me to take photos and we go back and forth. And the bride is probably wondering what the heck is going on. During the ceremony, I brought my camera and basically faked taking photos so no one knew anything was wrong. 
It was also rainy and dark in the venue, and we, due to our lack of experience, were struggling to get the right exposure, so all these photos were basically a nightmare to edit afterwards. Basically, I realized that we were not qualified to be shooting any kind of wedding, but since she only wanted to pay $200, I think the photos honestly reflected that price. My best friend decided she hated photography, and I decided I loved it, and went on to shoot two more weddings and many other sessions that went great. And no matter what kind of session it is, of course, I always bring a backup camera now. Good for you. And $200 is not the price you should be charging for no. weddings. For a freaking <laughs> wedding? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Literally, you did the best you could, and that's that. We move forward. Yes. Good thing you learned a lesson. I kind of like the end of that confession where it like wrapped it up and said, you know, now here's where we are now. Yeah. In life. Five years later. Yeah. I like that. I like that type of conclusion. Yeah. Makes me feel good. What's your friend doing? How are they? Yeah. What's life got them What's into? What's life like? I like that. I like yeah. to just get the, get the rundown. It's like in a book, the epilogue at the end. That's what I like. Like the book's good, but I'm always like, how, how did it turn out? Like. Did they have kids? Yeah. Are they married? Did they move? Yeah. What happened? That's what I love. All right. Next one's really short. There have been multiple times where I didn't charge my camera battery before shoot slash didn't bring a backup and just pretended to take photos the last 10 minutes of my clients because my camera died. Yeah. Good for you to have the confidence to do that. Because like I said earlier, I would be terrified that my clients would remember the poses that they're doing while my camera is dead. Okay, but here's the thing. Do your clients just not pick up on the fact that you don't have a shutter going off? Some shutters are just so quiet. I don't even think my clients hear my shutter. Because I'm just so quiet and sneaky like that. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess the clients didn't realize it either. Whatever. I have a prompt of a quick kiss for a couple and they deadass looked at me and said, we don't do that. They have kids. Why don't you kiss? <laughs> Maybe they just choose to not do it in front of other people. Maybe. Yeah. In front of the camera. I get it. It is a funny, it is kind of a funny thing to think about. Oh, I mean, it's definitely like if, if we were in that scenario and we were with a couple like out doing their photos and mm-hmm. they said, oh, we don't kiss. It would definitely catch me off guard. Yes. I did a session where it was an engagement session and they told, and I like told them to kiss and they were like, oh, we don't, we haven't kissed yet. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. And then I'm like, (laughs) well, that takes out 75% of my prompts, but okay. But like, they were very comfortable getting right up in each other's faces though. Like, but they just didn't kiss, but like nose to nose, like they were doing all that. It just was like the actual like lip contact was not a thing. Thank you for giving us a very in-depth explanation of that. (laughs) The lip contact. Lip to lip. It was my first time second shooting for this one photographer who I had looked up to for a really long time. And I was so excited to work with her and make a good impression. I was upstairs taking photos of the bridal party while she was taking detail photos downstairs. I came down to check on her and she was frantically moving things around. So I asked her if everything was okay. She looks at me and says, I lost the bride's ring. It took everything in me not to panic and keep my stuff together while helping her find the ring. I could tell she was really starting to panic as we took everything apart and still couldn't find it. 
Meanwhile, the bride was asking if she could have it back since we were about to travel to the ceremony location. The bride did not know it was missing. Long story short, as we were taking things out of her bag, after 25 minutes, we hear a ping sound, and on the ground was the ring. It got stuck in the ribbon of the vow book. We both started to laugh and then cried for about 30 seconds before we packed everything up and pretended like it never happened. (laughs) It's now a running joke. After she's done with details, I ask if she still has the ring. It makes me wonder how many rings have been lost before. Yeah. What I love is like the the laugh it off and pretend it didn't happen. I feel like that's like just the the key to all these stories. Yeah, the quick moment of like intense laughing and then also intense crying. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. That I feel like that just sums up a yeah. lot of moments during a wedding day. That hits me so deep. And also like the bride like asking like of course the bride is asking for the ring. Like in that moment, of course the bride is like, "Hey, can I get my ring back?" Which I feel like like for me in my experience, my clients don't really do that. Like they, whenever I just come back and just give, give it to them, I've never had someone chase me down and be like, Hey, where's the ring? I need the ring. Like right now. Like that's just so funny. The timing is impeccable. Hey, and good for you for being able to work out a consistent photography collaboration and being able to work with this person that you looked up to. Cause it sounds yeah. like you're still working with them, which is cool. Yeah. Slay. I recently got an inquiry, but I looked up the venue and it was mad ugly. So I said I was booked, but I really have that date wide open. So glad you could get that off your chest. We had a similar confession. I was going to say, we're we're back to this. Everybody runs into it. It's okay. Beginner photographer here. Only my second wedding ever and I missed the first kiss shot. Got it from the side, but not from the aisle. I never asked the officiant how long the ceremony would last, and it was only three to four minutes long. Oh, my gosh. I was getting another angle when they said, you may now kiss the bride. Won't make that mistake again. Love your podcast and you. Hmm. Thank you. I've missed a first kiss as well. I will admit. One time. Did you have a second shooter with you? Yes. Did the second shooter get the photo? Second shooter got it from the side, and I did something very, very bad. Was this a wedding that I was working with you at? No. Did I tell you about this? I feel like I've heard about it. So I photoshopped the couple kissing and like, I honestly thought it looked so good. Like you could not tell that it wasn't like, that it didn't actually happen. So yeah, the couple never said anything. Like I also was like not charging a ton. Second shooter got like the side angle. How early on was this? Like my first year doing photography, but it was the same situation. The ceremony was so quick. Like genuinely, I had no idea that the kiss was coming. Yeah. It's like shotgun weddings. Yeah. People are starting to have these like super short ceremonies. You basically need to expect that right when the rings happen, the kiss is going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is it for today's confession episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were thoroughly entertained. We have to cut it off. We're at like basically an hour at this point. We've got to cut it off. Okay. You, you got to go do something else. Stop listening to us to talk about confessions. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And um, let me know if you guys like this episode, if you want more confessions episodes or like other types of episodes, let me know. Feel free to DM me, comment on my stuff, email me, whatever, whatever you want to do. So 
Goodbye, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Have a good time with your family and friends. Yes. Goodbye. Have a great rest of your day. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment or keep my sanity. The wisdom rushing in. So.